Rabbi Yisai, we're going to share some words of Hespid as we are not Zoyche to be by the Levaya itself right now of one of the biggest Mashpim on the B'nai Torah. Not just in America, talking about England, Eretz Yisrael, global. One of the most impacting Mashpim that the oil of had is Ramatisio Salman Zechat Sadik Levrocha. So I wasn't Zoicha really to know Ramatisio on any level, any personal level. But I, I was I was Zoicha to learn a lot of the Sfarim that bring down his Chidushim, his own Sefer Matnas Chaim. I've seen over the years in the Kolatera. In England, the journal that comes out in England that has that had Torah from him. So I've seen a lot from him. And I'm going to share with you a little glimpse, perhaps, of this Adam Godel. And as always, the Tachlis is that we should somehow, some the Kuda that we can emulate. So one of the kashas to be asked about Rav Matisio, there's a lot of mashgichim. There's a lot of very chosh of a mashgichim. It's not, you know, he wasn't the only one. But there were certain mashgichim that made, we call it in Yiddish, a shtemple. They made an imprint. Not only in their Daladamas, the people that were, you know, right next to them in their base medrash, but way beyond. So number one, there's no question that Ratisio was in that group. His great Rebbe, Rebellion Lapian, Zechat Sadik Levrocha. He went he went to learn over there by him and he considered Rebellion one of his uh Ikirabeim, Rebellion Lapian. His Rosh Hashiva, Rebleib Gurvitz Atzal, was where Matisio. Matisio was an English boy, he was born in England. And he actually his name Matisio came because he was born in Hanukkah. Just turned 86 in Hanukkah. So they gave him Matisio, Matisio. So he learned by his, by Reb Leib in, in Gateset, by Reb Leib Gurvetzei Levrocha. And Reb Leib was a son-in-law of Rebellion Lapian. So Reb Leib sent him to, to learn over there in, in Petach Tikva, there by Rebellion Lapian. And actually, his Chavrusa over there was also a famous Dayan in, in, in England today, Rebeliezo Dino, Dayan Donner. We have his Enochal here in the Yeshiva. So Dayan Donner and Ramatisio learned at the same time by Rebellion Lapian. They were together. They were very close. I think there's like a year between them. If I'm not mistaken, Dayan Donner is a year younger than, than Rebellion Lapian. But you're talking about that Kufa. They were both born in the late Tofresh Tzadiks. I think he was Tofresh Tzadiches and he was Tofresh Tzadites, something like that. But they remained close forever, these two. Ad Kach, that for years, they used to go together once a year and learn B'chavus in the Yeshiva. That they learned together when they were born. For weeks together, B'chavus, to bring back the old, you know, the old feelings of being in Yeshiva. So, 
there's no question that he went in the ways of his Rebbe, that he made an unbelievable Roshim, not only on the, on the B'nai Torah that surrounded him, but on the B'nai Torah all around, globally. But another huge dent that Ramatisio made was on Balabatim. There's a tremendous amount of Balabatim. Not even the B'nai Yeshivas. They may have learned the Yeshiva. But that got tremendously impacted by it. The Derecherets that Balabatim had for Ramatisio was, was amazing. It was amazing. Sometimes I was once in a meeting with a bunch of Rabbonim. They wanted to make some kind of takana. And they said, Balabatim are not going to accept it. There's no way. This is going to go out. Balabatim are going to say it's a joke. And it... So one of the Ziknei Rosh Hashivas by the meeting said, if we give Matisio to sign, then the Balabatim will be macabre. Like he had a certain... So where did that come from? Where did he get this unbelievable koyach, hashpah? Did Mamish Mashpi on the whole world? And even on, on, on not people that are B'nai Yeshivas. I remember I heard him, the first time I heard him, was many, many years ago by Yisim Hashaz. I actually think I was still a Bacher. That's how many years ago it is. And they brought him and he spoke. And I, I remember his vault. But he was talking about the Umolahorets. That's what he spoke about. But I'm going to tell you a, a couple of the hairs from him, which will give us an understanding how he was matzliach to accomplish what he accomplished. And one of them is a vort he had in Parashash Mois. I'll tell you a vort from him in Parashash Mois. But this really explains. I mean, his Ashpan Talmidim, I could tell you, comes from one story that he always used to say over. He said that Rabbi Lapian in Yeshiva he used to stand outside like the Manal does and, you know, watch the Bacham come. The ones that come on time, the ones that come a little later, the ones that come a little later than that. He had a very clear cheshman of every guy when they came. And it wasn't Gishmak to come late. You know, to deal with Rabbi Lapian wasn't Gishmak. It wasn't Gishmak a thing to deal with. So guys used to always try Kunsim. Some guys would not come at all, but that didn't help either really. So Ramatis said that in his days, when he was in yeshiva, and he said this was impacted him his whole life. He said that there was a bocha cheverman. He came late, and he didn't want to deal with Rebbe Yopian. He knew Rebbe Yopian is in the hallway. He doesn't want to deal with him. So what did he do? He climbed in from a window, an elevator. He climbed up like a story. He climbed in from that window, and from that. From the area where he climbed in, he was able to tunnel his way into the base of without passing Rebel Yalapyan. But Mi'ar Rebel Yalapyan had such an unbelievable perception of every single Bacha that when he came into the base of later and he saw the Bacha, he knew he didn't pass him by. So after davening, he went over to the Bacha. He said, When did you get here? So the guy still wasn't sure that Rebel Yilapian didn't know that he, that he didn't come on time. So he told him, I, I came in before Ashrei. He actually came before the second Ashrei. Before Ashrei evolved him. But he tried to make it sound like I came before Ashrei. So he looks at me and goes, you came before Ashrei? 
So why didn't you pass me by? I didn't see you pass me by. He knew every bacha. You're talking about there were hundreds of bacha. You didn't, I didn't see you pass me by. So then the bacha had no choice. The bacha was made there. He said, listen, I climbed it from the window. He gave him the whole story. Ramatisio said, the Revolio Lapian started shaking. He was so taken that this boy tried to fool him. He was mamish sittering. He was shaking and he turned colors and he, he, was, he was. And he told the boy, Do you realize this is Ramos? This is much worse than coming late. Trying to fool me. It's Ramos. From them, he says, from this, you could grow up to be a, a dishonest human being. That's terrible. Shreklach. And Matisiel said he kept on going and going. He couldn't stop. He couldn't get past it. And then he looked at the boy and he got very close to him. He said, I want you to know, he tells the boy. talking. I want you to know, I will give you a flask right now. Across your face. I'm only not doing it because you don't know how much I love you. If you knew how much I love you, I would do it right now. So what this young Solomon said, that was his guide for life. That when you give it to a Talmud, not talking about slapping him, giving it to him, yelling at it, whatever you're doing, it's not enough that you mean it for the Talmud's good. The Talmud has to know how much you love him in order for you to do that. If the Talmud doesn't know it, that's not good enough. You know how many Rabbeim out there say, I love my Talmud? Ask the Talmud, how does your Rebbe love you? It's my vote that I say by the dinner. Chazal say, Vishinantam Levonecha, Elu Talmidecha, right? A Talmud, who doesn't know that? Is there any Rebbe in the world that won't say, of course, my Talmud's like my son. If I had a dollar for every one of those, we could support the yeshiva. Forever. Every Rebbe says, what do you mean it? As Achashon, they don't mean it. They mean it. I, I, really, I really mean it. They mean that they mean it. They mean it, but they mean that they mean it. But then Rashi brings out another Chazal. Voidatom levonecho v'levnevonecho. Says Rashi, says it's free. Minayin sheha'a arav koriav. Anudrasha. From there we learn out that your Rebbe is called your father. That's the Kopella. We already have a drosha for Shinandam Levanecha. We already know your Talmud is your son. If your Talmud is your son, you're his father. <laughs> so far as I know, even with this world and with all the Zachan, that nobody knows who they are. Nobody knows who they are. Yesterday, one of my children was going to remain unnamed. Right? Didn't take care of his traffic t- tickets. So that's what a father does. He's, you know, Malachic, Tzayas Benoy. So I, I sent a letter to the court. To, they sent me a letter. I sent them a letter back to, to postpone it. So... So the letter, of course, this is Mr., Mrs., or you rather not respond. Those standard documents. Those are the documents. I don't want to end say what I am, because I'm, I'm, I'm something else. I'm is. Machlik is
But as far as I know, if your Talmud is your son, you're his father. So why do I need a second Rosha? Minayin Shalav Koryav. So I always say this word, Baruch Shekivanti, it's a rebellion of I always say, yes, the Shinantam Uvarecha teaches you you have to feel to your Talmud like a son. But if you look at the Talmud and you see, but he doesn't feel it, that's not good enough. It has to be that if you went to the Talmud and you said, no, does he love you? The Talmud has to say, Koryav. Minayin Sharaf Koryav by the Talmud. That's a whole different Madrega. And Matisio Salman said that he always tried. That when he gives Musa, the person he's giving Musa to should know that it's coming out of pure Abba. So that explains his wide net. His wide net of how he was able to get to so many people. Because nobody looked at it like Matisio was out to get me. The first thought they had was Matisio loves me. Okay, I want to hear what he has to say. He loves me. If that was his guiding light, that's the way he, that's the way he was mashpi on the veld, so now you understand. Now you got, question A is answered. That's why he had such a wide net. Now why was his hashpah so penetrating? Now we understand why so many people were able to connect him. I know modernish people and yeshivish people and chassidish people. That connected to Ramatasyo. They didn't feel he's radical, they didn't feel he's this, they didn't. So that my answer is that he he had Ava for everybody. He had a good Rebbe, and he went Bedarke Rabbi. Now how was he Matzliach to have such a deep hashpah? The depth of his hashpah, the commas of his hashpah is because the 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 love that he had, the Ava that he had, that was part of his chinuch. What he gave over. Now I'll tell you why I think what we call in our terminology the echos of his hashpah. The unbelievable, really just another mashkiach. He changed people. How was he able to do that? in this week's parasha. It says that when Klai throw the person is bizarre. They daven to Hakadosh Baruch. Hashem answered the tefillahs. Now let's think about it. We were in Mitzrayim. We had memteshari tuma. We were on the lowest level. We were without a country. We were without the Beis Hamikdash. We were without a Torah. There's so many big things that we were missing. There was another small thing we were missing. A little, a little cheres. Stop beating me up. Stop giving me such hard work. That was like the smaller problem. It's a problem. But we had big things. We had very big things. And L'chorid Abarnashim was more worried about our Ruchnius. He was more worried about the fact that he has to give us a Torah. He was more worried the fact that he has to bring us to Eretz Yisrael. We have to have a base Hamigdosh. They, they wish to have bigger plans for us, other than to make life a little easier. In fact, the morale as a whole arichas for itseisi, vitzalti, to goalti, velokachti. What are all these lashonis? And the morale explains how 
It was very basic freedom from Mitzrayim. The civilized Mitzrayim, the, the work, the physical work, that's like a small thing. But he says, that's the ever the being Meshubah to the Mitzrayim, the, the Ruchnius. That was the bigger thing. So Matisyol Zatzal asks, so why does it say, It's mashma that Hashem was listening to the, to the basic things. We were asking, you know, Rabbi Shalom, it's hard, it's a Right? It's hard. That's what Hashem listened to. It says clearly, And many, there's many different, I find him how to understand it. But he said a fascinating idea. And he said this over B'Shem Rebellion, B'Shem the Chavetz Chaim. But he said a fascinating idea, and then he stole the Tzu, this Yisrael of the Chavetz Chaim, he stole Tzu to Talmud and I'll tell you what he said, and then you'll understand from this word, every, everything, the depth of the hashpah that he had on all the B'nai Torah. He said like this, on Yom Kippur, there's a very interesting tefillah from the Kohen Garden. We're talking about Yom Kippur. Right? We're talking about Yom Kippur. The Kohen Garden. Again, the Kohen Garden has big things to daven for. For Klal Yisrael. One of the tefillahs of the Kohen Gadol, forget the Gashmias and all of that, and there's a big shmooth from Aaron Leib on that, why the Kohen Gadol is davening on, that the, that the year should be Gishumo, Brucha, he's talking about the Gashmias, forget that for a moment. But then the Kohen Gadol says a very strange thing. Our Yizkabel shouldn't be makubo by Hashem tefillahs over Racha. You know what he's talking about there? He's talking about the people that are travelers that don't want it to rain. That means Gans Klaus all need rain. There's a couple of straggling travelers, and they want it shouldn't rain because they are selfish, self-centered individuals. I'm not, I'm not coming down hard on them. I don't even know who they are. These are I'm just telling you conceptually. Conceptual. They're thinking about themselves. They want to have good weather. And the mainly. I once had a Talmud, an unbelievable, he doesn't let me say who he is, I'm not going to say over, but uh, unbelievable, he once, he told me that a group of guys were planning on going on a ski trip, they were going to Vermont, the mountain, Tzadik and Nidmolem Kahar, to the mountains, right, that Tzadik has to know, very important. So he said, the group got together, believe it or not, and they decided the Meirev before the trip, they're going to do extra, they're going to say to them there should be snow. Because they want to make a schmack of skiing. There's two kinds of skiing. Right? The skiing. They wanted to have, you're going to Vermont, you're spending three, four hours tra- traveling there, you want to have, it should be, you should feel like you're, you're ready to put on a red hat and go with the, with the, with the, with the, 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 the snow people. I want to be mamish he told me, Rebbe, I want to tell you something, he says. I got the whole group not to daven. Why? There was a Talmud and Yeshiva getting married that week. Right? And he said that he felt it would stir his chasa. It'd be a lot of snow. The kind of snow that they were looking for it would stir people getting to the guy's chasa. He decided he's not daven. So this is mamish. This guy, is, he's already married today. And I told, when they called me for information, I said over this mice. 
Because I said, this is the koyach of a person who could think outside of themselves. It's a good simon. It's a simon for marriage. Somebody could think out of their box. That's how mentions can track. It's overdochach. Overdochach. Selfish. He's thinking about himself. His snow. Right? He doesn't want it to rain. God's Christ all need rain. Has to rain for the next couple of months so we should have good, good food. The coin Godel, it's so important. It's such a sakana that Hashem is going to makabal that filler of that selfish traveler that the coin Godel on Yom Kippur when he comes off the of steam, he has to dive in to make sure. We, you know you're calling your big guns? We got to call in the big guns to get rid of that filler of that selfish brat. So guns Christ all need rain. You have a selfish brat that doesn't want it to rain. He's going to put it to his So his selfish tfilzadech, which Mukhaira shouldn't be accepted anyway. Right? Why is it being accepted? His selfish tfilzadech needs an atom bomb. The Kohen Gadol coming out of Naival of Nim. We need to call him Kohen Gadol. Please get rid of that Bagosha from Yena, from Yena, from Yena Yuko. What's the fact? So he asked this question, B'shem the Chavetz Chaim, from Rebellion Lapiad, B'shem the Chavetz Chaim, and the Chavetz Chaim said, "Stay door. You see here." That when a Jew is minametzar, when a person is in pain, they're in distress, and they call out to Hashem, it has an unbelievable power. All clients all need rain. Yeah, but they don't have a problem right now. We need it to rain for the next couple of months so that later, after the summer, or during the summer, during the harvesting season, that we should... It's all for the future. Nobody's under, nobody has a gun to the head now. It has to rain now. But Yenah calls out to Hashem. He says, Rabbi Shalom, the rain is going to hurt me now. I'm, I'm on the derech. Minameitzar. Minameitzar karosiko. Oh, no, ni ba'merech. Azat filo kabim iskabu. Doim it to the tefillah of the Ritzech. To the Ari Miklot. Mesech Azmakas, I'm sure Elam remembers. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Doim it to that tefillah. This will be another pshat. Itim him le tefillah. The Yerushalmi. That's what it means. And therefore it's true. We have big things to daven for. We want to eventually go to Eretz Yisrael. We want to have a base on Migdash. We need to We have all big things on our, on our list. But right now we're feeling the whip. Right now the Egyptians' whip was on our back. Right now we had, we had cuts on our back from the whips. We know Hashem's today. It hurts. There was a minameitzar. Something was hurting us, and that's why we need to call God on Him Kippur, because that's a very powerful tefillah, and that's what the Torah is telling you here. Avadim were more important things to be taken care of. So is the rain for Gans Klali. So more important. But at hand is a minametzah. At hand is a minametzah. That was the beautiful idea from the Chofetz Chaim. 
The Ramatis Yosef. He said, with this Chavetz Chaim, we can understand something. We can understand something else. We know that one of the ways to be Zoycha for Torah is to daven. If you noticed, the only Birchas HaMitzvah that we have that has a request, that has a tefillah in it, is Birchas HaTorah. When we make a bracha on Lulav, we don't make a bracha. We say, As Dalad Minim, Anachnu, Minim. We don't make any bakoshes. Avarab is also Shtikl Brichsatur. Same thing with Binal, Hoven, Haskil, Shmaya, Lumoid. We don't do that. Only by Torah. Because by Torah, Tfila, Tfila is the Koyachatur. Torah comes through Tfil. You need Siata Deshmaya for that. Special. Harbi also came, also be other. You need special and way to acquire Torah through Tfil. The Marsham brings down, the Marsham, the famous Marsham, he got Smiche from Rav Shlomo Kluge Zatzal. Shlomo Kluge was a God Lador, the door before the Marsham. The Marsham got Smiche from Rav Shlomo Kluge. The Marsham knew Kola Terakula backwards and forwards. Kola Terakula. So when he got Smicha from Rav Shlomo Kluge, Rav Shlomo Kluge asked him, do you know the Klole Iser Veheter? Klole Heiro, do you know the Klolem had a Paskin Shilas? So, Masham uh, assumed, what did he mean? The Shach, in Yeridea, by Hilchus Tamutera, by Hilchus Kloid Rabbi, he brings down a Hagdoma there, Klole Heiro. The Shach brings down the rules of how you Paskin Shilas. So you assume that that's what Rav Shlomo Kluge meant. Kloli He see, he humbly said, "Yeah, I think I know it." So he said, "What is it?" So the Masham thought he wanted him to say it. So he started reading Balpeh the Shach, like the Masham could do with Kol Haterakula. He started reading the Kol Hero. Rav Shlomo Kluge says, "No, no, 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 no. That's not what I meant." So the Masham now he was puzzled. Well, well what do you mean? He said that in order to paskin kahalocha, that In order to properly paskin, you have to daven. And only if you daven will you be zeicha to paskin properly. That's what the Masham brings down from the Rav Shlomo Kluge. Asher matisyos atzal. We daven three times a day. We ask Hashem, please. We daven. We say, have a rabbi. We daven. Why aren't we zeichet a godless potato? Says Rav Matis Because it's not min We don't feel, oh, we need Torah. I don't understand exactly what it means. Yachzav in the sugi. I don't get it. If the get was already chal, according to Chachom, and what's pshat in the nesinishni? I don't get it. Even after I saw Tosis on Beit I still don't get it. I'm in pain. How many of you have pain from a Tosis from not getting a Tosis? Besides for you, says says Rav Matis Seinkzachnit. Seinkzachnit doesn't have a good English translation to it. 
but it's not really bothering you, deeply bothering you. You're not deeply bothered by it. If you were deeply bothered and you said, Rabbi Shalom, have mercy on me. How many people say it that way when you say it in the morning? You know, the Sivmi Valoshin one day, he didn't give shit. Talmudim couldn't understand. He didn't give shit. You have to know who the Nitziv was. You remember the story with Rav Shemeshkop? You have Dafka looking at you, you should know who I mean. I, I, that's what I mean. I mean everybody. You weren't here. Lamaisa, I brought down that Rav Shemeshkop, when did he become a Talmud of the Nitziv? Rav Shemeshkop was really a Talmud of Rav Chaim Briska. At the same time that Rav Chaim Briska gave Shir in Valozhin, the Nitzivmi Valozhin gave Shir in Valozhin. He's one of the Rashivas in Valozhin. The Nitziv became Rav Shemeshkop's Rebbe one night, very late, Rav Shemeshkop was schwitzing on a Rashbam in Bava Basra in Perak Mishames. He was schwitzing. He didn't have pshat. And then it's as was known, he would sometimes just walk in the basement at 2 o'clock in the morning. He had no night or day. They say he had a similar sleeping pattern to the Vilna Goyen. If you look in the Vilna Goyen's children's Hagdoma to the Biragro, they bring down that the Goyen slept under a half hour for every six hours. Every six hours he slept for less than a half hour. That was his sleeping pattern. Not bad, huh? So under two hours. But I'm saying, but not two hours straight. I could also manage on two hours, but the it. But I need my two hours. Under half hour, every six hours ain't gonna work. But you know what his children write? It's can I look in the Akdoma de Biragor. They write and during that half hour, how you voice If you listen to him, you didn't hear <laughs> you heard Medrosh Chazal. That was the, the less than half hour between the six hours. Yeah. So Nitziv also had a sleeping pattern. He was always up. So he would float into the base of So if Shemeshkop, who, who generally didn't speak to the Nitziv in learning, he was stuck on the Rashbam. The Nitziv walked in. He went over them. So he asked the Nitziv, Pshat, and the Nitziv looks at him. He goes, ah, this Rashbam. He points to the Valoj in the cemetery. The base Hakforus in Valozhin. He points to it. He goes, you know, I was already in how many times I was by the Kivrei of us. I went to the Valozhin, the base Hakforus. I went to the cemetery to Daven that I shot Pshan in the Rashbam. Yeah. And I was there. Imagine you went here to the Ribnitzer Kavim. You find that I did crying by the cave. He's crying. He says, what's the Pshan? You'd call his mother, say he needs, he needs a psychiatrist. If he was there davening that his football team should win, you go, okay, sure, he's a little bit aggressive, but it, it makes sense. At least it makes sense. Like the Ribnitz is going to pay voice for him. Nebuch for the Bakoshis that they asked by the Ribnitz, the cave on Imagine you found the guy, he's davening by the cave, and you listen to him, he says, Rebunishan, give me pshat and paces, and give me pshat, like domi lesuma, why is it not like domi lesuma, can't cool some, I don't get it. And I looked up the paces, rush, and the rush later, and I still don't get it. 
So, the, so Rav Shemesh Kop said that I was not masking to the Pshat that the Tziv told me in the Rajbah. But a Jew that could go to the cemetery to Daven to have Pshat in the Rajbam, I want him to be my Rebbe. And you know what, Rav Shemesh Kop, I think he got it from a Rashi. Because Rashi says, in the volume, that Moshe Ben, one of his last words to Klaisol, he said, the whole stickle there, Rashi says, that Klaisol wanted him, they should want him a Kabbal Torah from Moshe, why? We would look completely different if we felt pressed to understand Torah. We felt it was a, we have a need. We have a real need. Rav felt the need to understand Torah. And therefore Hashem filled him up. And that was the message he gave by the Sima Shas that I heard when I was a Bocha. From Rav He said, Rav has enough Torah to give us. Don't worry, he could mamish fill us up. That was his message. He said, why does it say Kamayim Layam Achasim? Because if you look at the ocean, except recently they had a, in California, the waves were going 20 feet. Generally, the ocean is pretty much the same. The same. You don't see the ocean having different layers. I mean, you have waves, but it's basically the ocean level is the same. But Lamais, if you go to an ocean, there are parts of the ocean that have hundreds and hundreds and thousands, parts of the, thousands and thousands of feet. Right? There are parts of the ocean that are very low. The top is the same. What was Ramatisio's message? The more you dig down, the more Hashem is going to fill you up. It's like the Yam. There's enough Torah there. Hashem could fill you up. Make a hole. And you're going to get filled up. That was his message. It's funny, it's, it's, it's in my head now from who knows how many years when I heard it from him. And this is who he was. That's why he went every year with Dayan Donner back to Yeshiva to learn Bechavuse. Because he felt Menametzah. So a person that has that need by Ramatisio, his Ruchnius wasn't, he culturally, he believed in it. Shall we all believe? By Ramatisio, was a Tzairach. His Ruchnius was what he needed. He needed Torah. He needed Mitzvah Semais and Torah. He needed it. And because he needed it, he was able to fill himself up and he was Tefiach Amalas Latfiach. And those that were around him were able to connect to that. Was able to impact them. And that's something we should all, the Ilu kabul on ourselves. To raise the level of our appreciation for our Ruchnius. Work on feeling a, a yearning for it. Not just, okay, good, God's fine. It'll be nice. It'll be nice to understand the sugi. Raise our level of feeling the need. Because that's what Ramatisio embodied. He embodied the Minametzar. And that's why Hashem answered him. Hashem Taka gave him. Gave him and he gave him Hashpah. Because it was Minametzar. So that's what I'm asking all of you to be macabre. Everybody in their own life could do a little bit. Start. Could be a little shovel. Grub. Dig down and Hashem will fill up the bearers. Mitzvah Hashem.
Shouldn't be makabel ilu nishmasi. 